0: Let's take our text tonight from Genesis chapter 19, verse 15. Just one verse for now. So Genesis 19, 15. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife, and thy two daughters, which are here, let thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. You know, since, um, so tonight, during the song service, a lot of song about heaven, making it to heaven. So, are you ready to go to heaven? If not, you are prepared. You are ready to be. Eternity in hell. That's it. Are you ready for Jesus coming back? If not, you are prepared to be left behind. That's it. No if and buts about it. So, um, when uh, the um, Brother Dave announced about the uh, fire drill thing, I was kind of last minute. The Lord gave me a, uh, you know, this verse, uh, this story. I pray about it in red. And it reminded me of a story about being prepared and having the sense of urgency in our life about six years ago we had an opportunity to go to a wedding so six years ago Francesca was about 12 years old Ty was 10, Chandler was 8, Samurai was 6 and then Ransom was 3 Well, that's pretty good Um so uh, during one day, we we uh, we had to get two room, two connecting room, because uh, of course there's seven of us, and we were blessed to find one a good, decent enough price, and we had to stay at this hotel that has, I believe, eleven story high, and we got I think uh, the number nine, uh, level number nine, story number nine, and usually I like to look outside the windows see what's below it just in case. Uh, so I looked down, of course, there was a swimming pool, I think on the third floor, so between if anything happened yeah, you know, it's only six story in between if I have to jump into the pool or something Now uh, Here's the amazing thing that I find out about Christy uh, One day The fire alarm went off in the hotel Never happened before Yeah, and Usually she doesn't get up to any alarm, to earthquake or whatever, uh, kid screaming. So when the fire alarm went off in that hotel that morning, she got up, rushed and tell the kid and say, K-, you know, I woke up too, I said, oh, don't worry about it. You know, by the time I said that, she got Francesca, Ty, Chandler and Samurai out the door. And she said, Roth, you take care of Ransom. I said, okay. So, yeah, I got ready and woke up ransom. I said, yeah, probably just a drill. By the time I got out the hallway and I went to the left and saw people was lining up going down the fire, uh, the, the stair, because ele- you're not supposed to use the elevator when the fire drill. And I went to the other side. I was all filled up too. Uh, three minutes later, I got a call from Christy and she said, where are you at? Well, I'm still by the door and There's too many people at the stairway, so I'm just going to stay in the room. I said, where are you at? She was in the lobby in the first floor with four little kids. I said, wow, how did you do that? I mean, did you run over everybody or just jump from stair to level to level? That is being prepared, and that is having the sense of urgency. So I was amazed at that. Now tonight, do we have the sense of urgency to draw closer to the Lord in our life? Are we prepared when Jesus come back or if anything happen, uh, in our life? Are we prepared? Are we ready to be at that moment's notice? Now, uh, I read in this context, Lot wasn't prepared for what about to come. And here's the reason why, uh, his heart was set in Sodom. You know, when I was reading these, uh, verse a couple of times, because when the angel came to visit Abraham, the angels, the Lord and two angels, because it mentioned three, came to visit Abraham in the morning. So, and um, here's what happened. I'll, I'll read a, a little bit first and just a, back to chapter 18, uh, verse 1 there. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lift up his eyes and look, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bow himself toward the ground. Now, let's compare to when the angel came to visit um, Lot. And there came two angels to Sodom at evening evening, and Lot sat at the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, arose up and meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. What's the difference there? You know, one difference was God and his two angels came to visit Abraham in the morning, and Abraham jumped and ran from his tent to greet them. And when uh, they came in the evening, see, the Lord didn't come to visit Lot there. It says uh, two angels came to Sodom because, you know, of the, the, the wickedness and the sin of the town, the Lord just didn't want uh, to be there, and of course, and another difference is Lot. Just seeing them, just rose up. He didn't run to greet the Lord. So tonight, ask yourself: Are you just always waiting for the Lord to come nudge you, or to speak to your heart, or are you just running, seeking the Lord, what He can do for you, or how you can draw closer to Him? Are you coming every opportunity you get to come to church? Or when you, when it's at your convenient time, you come to church. Or same thing with your devotion. Are you running? Or are you planning every morning or evening or whenever you do devotion? Are you doing that, running to seek the Lord and what He can teach you or what He needs to guide you in? Or are you just waiting when you have your own time to do devotion? Same thing with prayers. Same thing, anything spiritual in your life. Are you just waiting, getting up and waiting for the Lord? to come to you or are you running to God for direction you know for consecration or seeking your deeper experiences that is the difference between Abraham and Lot so and uh, another major difference was again Abraham and you can read it yourself the uh, chapter 18 and 19 the, the comparisons between what Abraham did and what Lot did now Abraham again prepared food the best of the food and brought the food to the angel uh, to the Lord and the angel where they was when again here uh, Lot which is sitting where he was and his main job was instead preparing and went to prepare the best food and sacrifice the animal to, to bring the feast to uh, uh, the angels he was trying to urge him to, uh, for them to come to his house to get him away from the street. He knew what they were coming to do and to warn him. But he was more concerned of what the people of the town was thinking about what was going to happen there or what the, the angel was doing there. So again, there was the difference. Uh, yeah, Abraham wasn't worried so much about what's going on, but he's worrying about serving the Lord, while Lot was concerning about himself or what other people think, who's with him or who's not with him. Now, both of them believe in God. Both of them have faith. Both of them um, love the Lord. But another ma- major difference I want to bring out tonight is, you know, Abraham lived a life that af- that affect That has a blessing to those around him while lot did not you know even abraham when his son grew up and his servants all respect him and obey him and listen while lot nobody really listened to him or or care or doesn't know what he thinks again let's say put in today's perspective they're both christian but one is a let's say a carnal christian one is a christian faithful uh people can see who they are that their light uh, of jesus shine through them so tonight another question to ask what type of christian are you are you there just yeah let's say show up and leave or like i hear the the testimony tonight and sister karen and brother tom uh how you know she's all her children most of her children are here her grandchildren are here. or you have that an effect on your family? Again, what you do how you live third life is not just for you But how it benefit others around you, you know, the, the life that lot live it has no effect whatsoever around him Here's an uh, example when uh, when the Lord told him that hey, he's gonna destroy this city he tried to go tell his son-in-laws and his two daughters that were married to those guys. They laugh at him. They mocked him. So that show what kind of life he lived. He believed in God, but it has no influence on them versus Abraham. Again, and um, what kind of life do you want to live? What kind of effect do you want to be uh, for the Lord? Now, Here's one other thing, uh, continue on. Lot knew that his home will be destroyed. Again, he couldn't persuade those around him or anybody in the city to say, hey, uh, it's going to be destroyed, let's leave. Nobody had faith in him whatsoever. Uh, well, basically because Lot lived a life that uh, to enjoy his wealth, his riches, what he has accomplished in this world. That was all to it. He, when he sat at the city gate, it implied that his home was built there while Abraham was in a tent. It means that Abraham was ready at any moment when God called him, if God called him to move somewhere else. God is always calling us to do something. I mean, God's not going to call anybody, maybe, maybe not, uh, not for me anyway, to go somewhere. To be a missionary or just to live a certain place. But uh, God's always calling us to be better, to draw closer to him. You know, uh, where we live is not a matter of how, let's say, how faithful we are. It's the condition of the heart. What is the condition of your heart you know, tonight? Is it about God or is it about yourself or as is it about what you can accomplish here in this world? As we heard, you know, uh, during the sermon uh, this week, again, this world's not our home. We're just passing through, you know. Again, Lot lived a life to enjoy his wealth and his gain and his home here. He had no sense of urgency uh, toward anything, toward his faith, but only to the benefit that is around him. So, uh, Lot didn't want to leave his home, and... What he had, because he had many things. He had great things. He lingered, you know, because I hear Genesis 6, uh, 19, 16, as we read on, read on, and while he lingered, the men laid whole upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and sit, set him without the city. I mean, can you imagine Here, the Lord, the angel of the Lord tell him, I'm going to destroy this city. You have to get out. He was just still there. I mean, the Lord, the angel had to grab his hand and, you know, drag him out. You know, I remember as young too, when my parent found out that the Khmer Rouge was coming. I don't remember if they found out the night or not, but I just remember in the morning when they found out they start packing what they could carry on their shoulder and start, yeah, you know, skedaddle out of the town because I remember just looking back and I also remember why are there people still living in that town or just doing their own thing? Do they think, I mean, we got the warning. I'm sure it wasn't a secret. To, oh, you know what? Only tell the mom family so they can be safe. Everybody else just keep it in the dark. Just let them suffer. No, I'm sure everybody else knew about it. But you know what? Just like the the, the people in this town, they knew the impending danger, but they decided to stay there anyway. You know, I don't know what happened to them. Uh, I'm sure it's not a good thing because, you know what? Out of the seven million people back then, a third of it were executed or killed. So that's a lot of people. So I'm sure, you know, the same thing with this uh, in Sodom, Gomorrah here. Every one in it was a story uh kill except for job and his two daughters and that is because of the mercy of the lord because they had to pull him they had to drag him out of there because he didn't want to leave he had too much to lose. but how can you not realize your life is more important than what you have down here what you gain down here which is unfortunate and again you know the story of his wife she didn't want to leave all so She was lingering behind and, well, looking back when the angel of the Lord told them not to look back. Again, Lot didn't want to give up anything in his life, the life that he had in this world, instead of the life that he could have, you know. And if you want to know the rest of what happened to his lineage, read on from Genesis 19 on. It's not a good thing. It's not a good outcome because of his because of where his heart was rooted at. You know, it was rooted in this world. It was rooted in what he possessed and uh, what he left behind. It's unfortunate. God has a, a better, um, you know, plan for him. Again, it's not where you're at or where you put that matter. And here's some example. When I was thinking you know, on the way here, Joseph, he was put in Egypt, one of the worst you know, a place for an Israelite to go, children of Israel. But because he was faithful to God, God blessed him. You know, he became the savior for the people, his people there. And also Daniel, he was captive. He's a prisoner in Babylon. I'm sure it's not a good place, you know, what those people do to their prisoner and to their, their captives. But he was faithful to God and God blessed him and God used him and God saved those around him one more how about esther again they were captives esther and mordecai in the the, the syrian again the syrian were known to be cruel people and they did horrible thing to uh, their prisoner to their people or to their slave but you know what she was faithful she was uh, diligent in serving god and not stepping away or not turning one way or another or not giving up on what the lord can do for her God used her as a blessing to save her people also. So again, it doesn't matter where you're at. If you're in Oregon, if you're called to be in Oregon, Washington, Africa, yeah, Asia or East Coast or even Idaho, you know, it's what you're called to do. And are you following? Are you having faith what God called you to do? Are you serving Him fully or are you serving Him half-heartedly because the other half of you is still lingering still rooted in this world because the thing in this world is more important to you because you don't want to give up anything in this world again i'm not talking about this girl uh this world nothing is bad of it but when it become uh more important than the lord it is an idol anything that become more important than the lord it has become your idol and that's when it becomes a problem because God bless many people with many things. If you work hard, you know, if you do your best, God will take care of the rest. And but when anything become between you, like Christy testified, if anything become between you and God, and if you don't fix it, it will become an issue. It will become a problem, and there is a great consequences for that. So, uh, in tonight, is there anything that's holding you back? at preventing you from being wholly committed to God, all in for the Lord? Is there a relationship that's holding you back that shouldn't be? Is there a place or people or things that's holding you back that it shouldn't be? What keeps us looking back instead of looking toward the Lord? And everything we do are you or are we settling comfortably in this place or where you are at are you putting down root in this life in this world and all that it has to offer or are you giving everything to the Lord it does matter just like uh, lot The life he lived has no influence whatsoever to his children to his wife to the people in his town we are called to live a life we are a peculiar people we are called to live a life that affect that encourage those around us toward jesus christ we should live a life you know i'm sure i mentioned before too it's easy to come to church sunday morning to be all you know friendly and nice Uh, i pray that is genuine but It shows also at home, are you living a true, genuine life to love the Lord? Because you know what? Your children can see it because they will do what you do. They will say what you say. If you do one thing and say another, when they grow up, they will do the same thing. So be careful. We have to be a testimony, a witness, wherever we are, especially at home. And in our life, we have to be true to ourselves. We have to be true to our God because that's what He is called to do. A life living for God is more peaceful, has more joy than anything this world has to offer. I know because I'm living that life. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that it doesn't have any struggle. It does. But every time when those struggle, those trials come, I learn to give it to the Lord. And let His will be done, not my will, but His will be done. And I have to accept that and have faith that He will do it for my benefit, for His glory. You know, is the life you live influence everybody toward Christ? You know, I'll close with this verse. You know, in James five sixteen it says, "The effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much." You know. The effectual fervent life of a righteous man avails much also because uh, a righteous person living for christ will have you know will build uh god's kingdom will glorify his name that's what we are called to do so tonight are you living a life are you prepared to live a life that glorify jesus christ that's why he came to die for our sin so all of us can make it to heaven so we can worship and glorify his name. So tonight, if you're not there, ask the Lord to seek you. Follow the Lord. Don't look back. Only seek what God has in store for us in front of us. You know, don't look down. Don't look back. Look up. Look up to God because he will guide you. He will bless you and he will direct you. So you are all welcome and uh, uh, invite you to come down and pray tonight and draw closer to the Lord. The song of invitation is 566.